Hey guys, welcome to the best of Minneapolis 911 2016. We've cut together the best clips of the whole year and you're gonna love it. Take a listen. Minneapolis 911, what's your emergency? It's another episode of Minneapolis 911. Welcome to today's show with your host, the mayor of Minneapolis After Dark, L.A. Nick. And along with him is beautiful and hilarious co-host, comedian Hesley Ray. They'll be bringing you the 411 and 911 of our beloved city. Welcome back to another episode of Minneapolis 911. I'm LA Nick with my comic co-host, Esley Ray. How are you doing today? I'm not doing bad. Good. I'm doing good. You know, I'm so excited today because we have these lively topics and you you even seemed a little reticent about well, talking I wanna, about Well, I want to remind everybody, we do this show because we love Minneapolis. We do. And we want to make Minneapolis a better city. And, 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 and a lot of people in Minneapolis... They just don't want to talk about the problems of Minneapolis. Well, I don't know why. Certain. That's why. We, we'd like to but, you know, but, keep but, things but, under the rug. But denial solves nothing. You, you have to talk about it to fix it. So let's talk about our first topic so, for today. So I tell people about this thing, and they go, oh, that's, that's bull crap. That doesn't exist. Or, or, or I hear, oh, they're, they're firecrackers. So the city has spent millions and millions and millions of dollars on a system that is actually a nationwide system. It's in a lot of, it's in, it's on, in, I think, almost every major city in America, and it's called Shot Spotter. Wow. Okay. And it's a sensor on just about every telephone pole or every pole throughout the city of Minneapolis, and it's 99 point something percent accurate just for gunfire. Not for a car backfire, not for firecracker, but for a gunfire. Really? It's a very accurate system. So the city records this information and they put the information out every six days but they have it buried so far down in their city of Minneapolis.org's website that you will never find it. So I'm going to tell you how to find it. Just go to Google and just Google Minneapolis, Shot Spotter Minneapolis. And then okay. you still have to scroll down. And it shows you every six days. And click on any date, and it'll show you a map of the gunfire. And the gunfires are in red, and the blue stars are bodies. Ah. Now, if you look at it, you'll go, this can't be true. Right away, you'll, you'll be in denial. and Because it, it, it literally looks like you're in some war-torn country. What if Google was down? How would I find it through your website? What is Just your website? Go, my website's mayorofminneapolis.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom and you'll see the, the police live dispatch. It's going to be right under that. It's going to say okay. shot spotter. And, and you can click on any. And, and the warmer the weather gets, the more gunfire there is. And we're going to listen to one of our featured 911 calls right now. Earlier, we were talking about Shot Spotter, um, which you can find on LA Nick's website, which we will link to uh, for you. Um, and we've got a 911 call that kind of relates to that. So let's listen to it. We're called for your, uh, where exactly did Shot Spotter pick up the rounds? Shot Spotter detected so that gives the cops the exact spot where a shot was fired. So, so they can be on scene within seconds. Okay. So it's the second a gunfire goes off, they know they have a board that says a gunfire just went off. And like I said, it's ninety nine point something percent accurate that it's not a firecracker. So this particular call backfire. was not somebody calling nine one one. They just found it on their shot spotter. Spotter. That's so weird. I've never heard about that. It's in every city in America, just about. That's crazy. Any, all the big cities. I'm going to have Philly to stop shooting my gun. <laughs> 
but it, it, it's a great tool. It show it shows, and you know what? It, it's amazing that how many times, well, if you listen to the voice scanner and a shot spotter goes off, that they actually catch the person with the gun. Did you see Sunday's headline? I did not. I'll show, I'll show it to you. I have it right here, and I, I want you—I want you to actually read what it says. Here's Sunday's paper right here. I can't read, so this is going to be a problem. No, you can read this one. All right. So that's Star the headline. Tribune, front Minnesota. page. Front page. Northside fueling gunfire surge in city. So our 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 gunfire in this quarter, the number was eighty five percent higher than this quarter last year. Jeez. So. It's escalating, and I'm telling you, I'm warning you, I'm warning everybody, this summer in Minneapolis is going to be a bad one. Do you do you recommend that we, and now we're hearing sirens in the background yeah. from our studio. <laughs> we got sirens in our studio. That's perfect timing. Like they're fire. all coming to get you. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> the city council is on to you. So we're going to our police 911 dispatch oh, calls. This is, and again, Monday, these Tuesday are, calls. These, these calls are actual the dispatcher calling the officers to tell them to go to locations. Okay, let's listen. Hey, on the corner of York and Hazleton, for a male called in to 911 saying he wants to turn himself in on a warrant. Be wearing a gray T-shirt and jeans, waiting on the corner again of York and Hazleton, a white male. He does have an unconfirmed Hennepin County warrant, gross misdemeanor for driving after cancellation so this guy was definitely looking for a place to live because this <laughs> happened at 2 30 in the morning he was like no, i'm cold nobody at 2 30 in the morning is going to call and say hey i got a warrant come get me i'm on this corner well what if he just like finally was like you know what i'm gonna stop running now and like the it whole day mister, it was on his mind it was a misdemeanor warrant <laughs> you know what they probably won't even keep him Oh, and so then, like, they let him out by 5 a.m. You know what? Like, you, know what? you know what? You know what probably happened? He, pro- he probably totally didn't get even get anywhere. The cop probably came and, wrote, and looked it up, and it was a misdemeanor, a misdemeanor ticket. A misdemeanor warrant is a ticket. <laughs> is that is, like a, is a parking ticket? ticket? Is or tick- like, oh, like, well, or, any, oh you any, didn't pay, like, a speeding ticket or right, something? Right, any okay. misdemeanor offense is a ticketable offense. So they're not going to take them to a jail. Right. They're going to write them a ticket. So he probably just screwed himself out a couple hundred bucks. Oh, that's so <laughs> because funny. If, if this, is, this is the lay down right now. So if a cop's walking down the street and he, could, he couldn't write you a ticket, but you can throw that ticket in the trash because it's less it's printed out of a computer, out of a car, mm-hmm. it doesn't go in the system. I heard that from a so they don't they don't too, hand yeah. in they yeah. don't write tickets and then hand them in at the end of the day anymore. They mm-hmm. have to go into the system right when they write them. So if you get a handwritten ticket from a cop on the street that's not in a car and it's not a computer printed ticket, it's a worthless ticket. You can throw it in the trash. Mm. And so same with the cop on a horse. He can't write you a ticket. Only person that can write you a ticket is a cop in a car. What if it was a cop on Mr. Ed and Mr. Ed wrote the ticket? No. Cop in a car. Cops got to be in the car to write you a ticket. Oh. That's going to go in the system. All right. Well, they can try to scare you, write you a ticket, and, and some if you don't know the, what's going on, you might go pay it. But nobody probably does. Anyway, we're going to go on to our next call. All right. 876 for a found cat. 9812-106 Place North. This just shows you there's still humanity left in the world that cops will still go pick up a found cat. You know, I am surprised to hear this, but my theory is like, what if the cops are just so scared to be on the streets right now because of the climate that they're just like taking any call that they can. <laughs> but I, I listen to the, I listen to dispatch a lot. I don't hear too many found cat or lost I know, cats. but look at our climate right now. Like, would you rather respond to that or like? 
you know, somebody broke down on the highway. Like, I'd be like, nope, I'm not responding <laughs> to that trap. You know, I do this uh, every every week. We do a segment of things you probably didn't know about Minneapolis. And uh, this week's segment is everybody knows the famous Fauche Tower in downtown Minneapolis. I got caught in an elevator there once. I got caught in an elevator there multiple times. But uh, this is an interesting that guy was a very interesting guy. Um, when he opened up the Fauche Tower, he invited 25,000 guests to the dedication of that building. And most of the people that he invited were cabinet members, senators, and congressmen. And they had topless dancers entertain each guest, and each guest got a gold pocket watch. Imagine this happening back in the 1920s and being in that building. The military gave it a 19-gun salute out on the street. Well, he had wrote a check for $20,000 for this whole thing, and that check bounced. So until the check was cleared, they turned off his name. Name stayed unlit all the way until the 80s. When, the, when, when somebody, an investor came in and paid the estate that, that he owed the money ah, to. And that's the your like, fact of the city. That's so depressing. Well, I, just, I, I just feel like Mary Tyler Moore would be shaking her head right now in shame. Well, I just thought it was interesting that the guy had that, a party, like that kind of party. 25,000. topless women. Entertaining like, each just guest. Entertaining yeah. each Yeah. And then, that was probably the last great party in downtown Minneapolis. <laughs> You know what? I think you're right. I'm going to dub this uh, this actual episode The Dope Show. The Dope Show. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about dope. You know, I, I caught a, a story that the Google will not let the pot dispensaries in Minnesota advertise on Google. Which I completely disagree and they with. Won't, they won't list them. They won't even list them. They exist. Here's a weird thing is, you know, Nick, you and I usually agree on subjects. This is one where I strongly disagree with where you're coming from. I'm not coming from anywhere. I'm just telling you a story. You're telling me a story, but you've got an opinion. Tell me your opinion. opinion. Well, I'm 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 not for legalized marijuana. I'm for medical marijuana, but I'm not for legalizing marijuana. Why is that? Here's a perfect example. I remember the first time I did cocaine back in the early 80s. Somebody said, hey, you want to try a line of cocaine? It makes you feel great. I'm like, sure, I'll try that. And then I tried it. And then somebody else told me, you know, if you cook, if you smoke it, you get way higher. I go, I'll try that. So so it's it's to me, weed's just going to be, I don't, I don't think any form of intoxication on drugs is acceptable because you're just going to want to get higher and to get and when you want to get higher then you're going to be a heroin addict and then you're going to be a fentanyl addict and where does it end it ends when you're dead when you kill yourself a liver failure so i'm not for legalizing marijuana i'm i'm okay with medical marijuana so so what i'm wondering though like weed to me seems like you know it's just like a, a normal thing that you know I grew up seeing a lot of my friends do oh, it. I, grew, I smoked weed my all through high school. So what's the problem? The problem is you want to get you want to get higher. So the weed doesn't it becomes where that's not enough. Listen, most people let me, let, let me say this: most people drink, get high to to to, to stop a problem in their head, to to to, to forget about a problem. 
So when you're, you're smoking weed to forget about your woes, once that wears off and that weed's not making you forget about your loveless marriage or your loveless relationship or you're broke or whatever, your parents or whatever, something, what do you do next? Next thing you're going to do, you're going to be, and it's not far from smoking weeds, not far. Everything's smokable today. So it's not far from somebody saying, hey, you smoke, your pot that you were saying, you smoke weed. Hey, try smoking this. Next thing you know, you're smoking meth. Next thing you know, you're smoking heroin. It's not that far. It's not, it's not that hard to go from one to another. Now, if your doctor says, Hesley, you got this nerve pain problem. We don't want to give you opiates. We want to give you this pill that's, that's THC. I'm all for that, 100%. But I'm not all for making pot just recreational legal like Colorado. I just disagree with it. So you're not going to accept my brownie? I'm not going to accept your brownie. Our society's fault, our village. We don't have a village mentality. We don't step up. People here turn a blind eye. We got to stop turning a blind eye, stop lowering the bar, stop saying it's okay. That's okay. We'll accept that. We won't accept it. So it's think, unacceptable behavior. That's more about like the Minnesota mentality of of it being a passive culture, or yes. do you think it's a white versus black no, issue? I think it's a passive culture that we go. That's acceptable. You know what? Bad behavior is not acceptable. I'm sorry, it's not. Listen, let me tell you a quick story. I was on. This is a true story. I oh was God! On, I, I was, can't wait. <laughs> I was on the light rail. I was on the light rail. And I, re- I, I used to take the light rail a lot. I don't take it anymore because I see too many fights. But I used to take it all the time. I was on the light rail one day, and there was an older black woman, in, probably in her late 60s. And she had three little tiny kids with her. I mean little, like two, four, and six. Aww. And she called those kids every name in the book. Ugh. Get over here, you motherfucker. I mean every Uh-oh. name in the book. Grandma. I mean, and I was just like, couldn't believe. She called them the N-word. She called them everything. What? Oh, yeah. Over and over again. Grandma. And I was just like, wow. That's a so no-no. I, so she needs to, to put light, a quarter to, in her to swear light, jar. To lighten things up, I said, hey, how old's, how old's the little boy? He's cute. She's like, oh, he's four. I go, yeah, he's a cutie, man. And uh, she goes, yeah, he's, he's a good-looking boy. And I said, hey, you know, you might want to think about what you're calling those kids because they're pretty impressionable at that age and and right away she told me she goes she says like mind your own business and she didn't talk to me again so so i was staying on the train it was i was going all the way to the mall of america she got off a stop before me and and on her way past me she stopped and she put her hand on my shoulder and she said you might be right so i planted a seed in her ear i planted a seed in her ear so so it's just it's just telling people you know what that's not acceptable it's not acceptable looks great. The dining room floor, the gorgeous plush carpet in the living room. Oh, and those kitchen counters are so perfect. I'm so jealous. 
I want this in my house. Linda, you can. It's easy. I just called Cap Carpet and Flooring and got a free in-home estimate. Then took my ideas to the showroom and Cap's excellent design staff went to work, helping me pick out the perfect style, fabrics, and colors. They really made my ideas come to life. At Cap Carpet and Flooring, we listen to your ideas. And from design concept to Cap's professional installation, Cap makes it easy for your design vision to come to life. Whether it's a remodel or a new home design, Cap helps our customers find the best products for their lifestyle. Hey, Linda, where are you off to? Well, I'm off to Cap Flooring and Carpet. I got great ideas for my guest room. Hey, wait for me. Cap Carpet and Flooring in New Brighton. Stop in or call for an appointment today. 651-636-2617. 651-636-2617. Cap Carpet and Flooring, where design becomes you. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon, the Twin Cities only Lanza Concept Salon. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon has everyday styles, event cuts, color, foils, makeup services, hip, cool, and oh, so stylish. Delivered by the area's top hairstylists that will make you look like a runway model. Finish off the look with great products exclusively from Lanza. You want great hair? Join the evolution. And experience hair culture at Lynn Lake in South Minneapolis. You want to hear what's going on in Minneapolis and listen to the police scanner? That link is on my website, and you can listen to it 24-7. It doesn't work on some phones, but it works on any laptop or desktop. You'll get a different perspective listening to what the police have to go through daily. You will appreciate the police way more when you listen to that scanner. Let's listen to our next call. 
We have redone this experiment. Again, though, if I could interject for yeah. one second, it seems a little creepy, like going up to the, hi. No, just like w- Maybe they were scared. No, just walk in the street and say, hello, and see what, and see what <laughs> people say. So they we, are scared of you. So, well, they, Nancy is a white, no, you're right. blonde, Nancy's North not, Dakotan. Yeah. That, yes. That, she's very approachable. And she's very mm-hmm. gorgeous, and anybody would say hi to her. So we, we were doing this, like, midday downtown business district. So now we tried a different experiment, and this is going to be... I'm excited to know. What is it? So we decided... Not to say hi to any white people and only say <laughs> hi to black people. You and, are and, profiling. No, listen. Every single person we said hello to said hello back. Aww. Everyone. What's wrong so with white Every people? single person. Every person said, hey, what's up, dude? Or they all responded. They no. all responded. Everyone. 10 out of 10. So, so I just want to make this point to white people. Get out of your stupid little box and mm. start... It's comfortable in there. Yeah, well, get out of your stupid little box and start being human beings because this is proof. This is this is proof. That, you know, stop being antisocial. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think, I don't know if it's like Scandinavian and like ingrained or maybe we're just evil. Like, I don't know. But it makes me, yeah. But you I'm know what? White you, people, step up. I'm going to start an organization for white people I was, I to was, help them be but, organized and say hello to L.A. Nick on this. Black street. people say hi. You know what? Black people say hi. That's a new hashtag. I'm serious, man. Hashtag black people say All hi. You gotta say what's is, wrong with you? You, say, you just say hi, man. They're like, yeah. what's up, dude? Let's see. It's, what's our next call? This is just somebody who's complaining to be complaining. Uh, there's nothing going on here. You can have call back in service. So this is pretty interesting. This is a 911 call, and the cop shows up, and he calls dispatch going, this is just somebody who wants to complain to complain. <laughs> I feel like I should be calling 911 now because I have so many complaints. You I, know, like just as a woman, you know, at that time of the month, I feel like, oh. Actually, I know somebody. I think yeah. I told this story before. My, my friend's grandfather's name, we called him Bazangus. That was his nickname. And, uh... Bazangus? Yeah, Bazangus. And he used to call 911 for everything. Like, he'd call 911, what time's the goddamn football game on? And he, what? He would, he would. He would he call. He sounds like a really cool he would, guy. He would call. He would, one, one time, I swear, one time his his wife pulls up and, and she comes in the house all crying and flipping out. We go out there. Bazangus is stuck. With his butt in the floor, he stuck, stuck. he stuck with his butt in the floor of the back seat with his legs up. Of course and, he was, and he's screaming, "Call me a goddamn ambulance!" Of course he <laughs> because, was because he was drunk. I want to tell everybody that if you live in the city of Minneapolis, in the city limits, twenty-four hours a day, you can call three one one for any kind of problem in the city. For anything, non-emergency. So if you have if some if you have a trash can that somebody lit on fire and it's or somebody dumped a bunch of it trash, was me. somebody Sorry, dumped guys. a bunch of trash in front of your door, or somebody knocked over a bus stop bench. Sorry, guys. Call three one one, and I'll tell you what. I I've used it, and I'm I'm shocked of how quick they respond. And somebody actually answers the phone, a real person. And I had a trash can that was 
somebody caught a plastic trash can near my house that somebody burnt and i didn't see it burnt but it was the next day it was just a pile of plastic melted on the thing i called 311 and i'm not kidding you within two hours that trash can was gone and a new one was put in its place we have a guest today i'm really happy to have him here um he comes out from insure the police it's an organization that he's going to talk about his name is cole yates and he's the managing uh the manager the manager managing director he's going to tell you more about it um but i'm really excited we talked on the phone the other night so ladies and gentlemen mr cole yates thanks for having me guys um so my name's cole yates um i'm the campaign manager with uh, the campaign to insure the police um we're trying to require police officers to carry their own liability insurance just like uh nurses plumbers roofers uh, yoga instructors this november um, we are a Minneapolis-based campaign. We're wanting to prevent police brutality um, through uh, the democratic process by putting this uh, police insurance amendment uh, in front of the voters. Um, and I'm really glad to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you again yeah, for coming up. And you said that you have a, a lawsuit that's currently being that's right. fought right now. And I think that's how I heard about your organization um, because you had a movement that got a lot of traction where you just kind of packed a courtroom with a bunch of right. protesters. Is that right? Tell me how that went and tell me about but, what the lawsuit yeah, is. Yeah, who's suing who? So we are suing the uh, city of Minneapolis for trying to block us from the ballot. Um, we've, uh, we collected uh, over six years, we collected 15,000 petition signatures from people in Minneapolis who want to see the police insurance amendment on the ballot. The city actually has a duty to uh, place these uh, amendments on the ballot. They broke the law and we're suing uh, in conjunction with 15 now uh, to get both of those amendments on the ballot. And we uh, anticipate that we're going to win. Um, the judge will be coming out with a ruling uh, hopefully early, the, uh, early this week, um, but definitely by the latest by Friday. To me, to, to me, it seems common sense that the police should have insurance. Right. I mean, it's common sense. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, for for us, we looked at the situation where there's no accountability for when police officers commit misconduct. Um, there's a huge gulf of trust uh, between the community and the police department. It's making it harder to solve crimes. Um, you know, it's it's something that we do think is common sense. I mean, if your yoga instructor uh, carries professional liability insurance, why shouldn't uh, your police officer who's carrying a gun no, in our communities? The, the police department itself, do they, ha- they don't have any liability insurance? No. So right now the city actually literally budgets for police brutality. Right now it's costing taxpayers. Right, millions of dollars. $2.5 million to $3 million a year. Uh, that is coming straight from the taxpayers. It's coming from fixing your roads, going to your schools, um, all that uh, great stuff. I mean, there's definitely a lot of ways I can think of that we could be better spending $3 million than bailing out rogue police officers in court when they commit misconduct. Why wouldn't the, the, the couple of million dollars that they put aside for paying off lawsuits, why wouldn't that just pay for liability insurance for the police department? Right, and that's something that I really want to mention. So within the police insurance amendment, we've given the city council the option to cover the base rate of this insurance. So for the vast majority of officers who are you know, doing their beat, they're doing their jobs just the way they're supposed to be doing, they're not going to see any out-of-pocket costs. So the, the, the actual individual officer won't see any out-of-pocket costs? If they're not committing misconduct. Right. Now, if they're going out into 
to our communities committing police brutality, kicking handcuffed people in the face, uh, shooting people unnecessarily, then they're going to see an increase in premiums and they're going to have to pay the difference for that insurance. Right. So there'll be a base and then there'll be, if you're not a good cop, you're going to pay. Exactly. I mean, we have an officer, Tyrone Barzi. In the past 12 months, this guy has been successfully sued seven times. He's cost taxpayers I know, I know, $300,000. I know, I know, I know the story. Yep. And crazy. Uh, he's still on the force. Okay. But you, you, you'll have a hard time with, with our current administration. That's right, and that's why we're going uh, outside of the administration. Yeah. We brought this straight to the people. It's, it's not we the people anymore in Minneapolis. It's Betsy Hodges' army. It's we the people <laughs> if Betsy Hodges and Barb Johnson and Jacob Fry approve of it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's an attack on democracy. I mean, we, it really with, is. within the city charter, the city constitution, the people have the right to amend the city charter if thousands and thousands of people stand together, sign a petition, it gets legally verified by the city clerk, which has happened for us, and they just said, screw you guys, we don't like this, we're going to keep it off and the ballot. And that's what they're doing. And, they, they, and they did the same thing with 15 now. Oh, they've done the same thing with a thousand things. They're, they're, it's their own private little thing going on here. They're doing whatever they want to do. Right. I mean, Jacob Fry came out during the, the uh, city council meeting. He said that voters, this was too complex of an issue for them to decide. We're too dumb. Right. And, yeah. you know, next year he's going to be asking for our vote. Uh, you know, he might actually be running for mayor. Um, and I'm sure he's not going to think that voting for him is, you know, too complex of an issue for voters to decide. It's only with issues that he doesn't like and that the people that uh, are supporting him don't like. Cole Yates, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And then how did they reach you? Where did they find your organization? Tell us more. Yeah, you can go to our website. It's insurethepolice.org. Um, you can also look us up on Facebook. We have a very active Facebook page. You can just search for Insure the Police on Facebook and we'll pop right up. We got 911 calls to go to. <laughs> So this person has a larceny warrant out of out of Illinois. There's no extradition anymore. So it's not extraditable from Minnesota. And and we talked about this on a prior show. Cities and states are so broke. If you came here, if you have an armed robbery warrant in New York City and you're in Minnesota and you get picked up and a cop runs your name and it comes up, armed robbery warrant in New York City, nobody's coming to get you. They can call New York City all they want and say, we have Hesse Ray here, you have a warrant for her, and they're going to go, you know what, keep her. Thank God. We don't want her. Well, that happens to me no matter if I have a warrant or not. No mm-hmm. city wants to pay to come get him. So what's two cops going to fly to Minneapolis and take her back to New York and then spend $100,000 on a trial and then put her in jail for $69 a day? Nobody wants they to don't spend want any it. money on me. This is the whole problem. You Nobody, know, I've had this in right. every one of my relationships. Right. So you have another one, right? Yeah. I think we have two more. Two more. Engine 7 with police and ambulance for head injuries from assault at Taco Bell. 1931 Minnie Haha Avenue at 307 Gold. Assault at Taco Bell, 1931 Minnie Haha Avenue. Uh, call was assaulted 30 minutes ago and is being front. He's a brown butt head, not yet arrived. So that is too bad. So you heard that a lot. Head injury, I, I'm salt, wondering injury, like salt, injury, how all day. much of this has to do with the border and the wall. 
right now, you know, None. south of the border. I mean, I'm just saying Trump is running for president. I just, I, coincident, maybe not. No. All right. Well, let's listen to our next call. It's nothing to do with Hispanics. <laughs> Letter 10 for a shooting, 3022 Irving Avenue North. Letter 10 for a shooting, 3022 at Irving Avenue North, map 4, 14 Bravo, stage for code 4, letter 10 en route, 2155. Did this, you know that 2155 means 955 p.m.? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. just Military for our listeners, time. yeah, just yeah. so you guys know. So that's another one that you hear every hour on the hour. I mean, there's a shooting. You just go to ShotSpotter.com. Go to ShotSpotter. We were talking about that. Yeah. I did go to ShotSpotter, um, and I looked up the... They've got, like, an interactive map where you can go, and they've got different... No, no, no. I had somebody... So ShotSpotter does every six days. They show where every gun was fired, and then they show blue stars where bodies were shot. Yeah. There's a shot body. Well, there's, so like, somebody, a yellow icon with a, a dot in it, and that's an actual shot. Like where they found no, firearms. A, no, there's a red dot, a red dot with a black dot inside of it. Oh, you're right. Yep. Okay. No yep. You're right. No and then yellow. the yellow one is like they heard it, but they couldn't confirm no, it. No, no. Solid okay. red. Oh, come on. <laughs> I think you're colorblind. boxes. Oh, you got it. You got it. I got it. I don't got it. Our boxes. <sighs> Perfect. Have reinforced sides and moisture barrier. Simply self-storage. We sell boxes. Find us at simplyss.com. Got spring fever? Get out, get on, and take a scenic cruise to Belle Plaine Motorsports to start the adventure of a lifetime. All the latest speed and power that is Triumph, plus more genuine Triumph apparel, gear, parts, and accessories than any other dealer in the Twin Cities. No other bikes on the road can compare to the true Triumph. Belle Plaine Motorsports is the Twin Cities headquarters for Triumph bikes, gear, and accessories. Located off Highway 169 and Main Street, enter keyword adventure on this station's website for details. Wow, Betty, your remodel looks great. The dining room floor, the gorgeous plush carpet in the living room. Oh, and those kitchen counters are so perfect. I'm so jealous. I want this in my house. Linda, you can. It's easy. I just called Cap Carpet and Flooring and got a free in-home estimate. Then took my ideas to the showroom and Cap's excellent design staff went to work, helping me pick out the perfect style, fabrics, and colors. They really made my ideas come to life. At Cap Carpet and Flooring, we listen to your ideas. And from design concept to Cap's professional installation, Cap makes it easy for your design vision to come to life. Whether it's a remodel or a new home design, Cap helps our customers find the best products for their lifestyle. Hey, Linda, where are you off to? Well, I'm off to Cap Flooring and Carpet. I got great ideas for my guest room. Hey, wait for me. Cap Carpet and Flooring in New Brighton. Stop in or call for an appointment today. 651-636-2617. 651-636-2617. Cap Carpet and Flooring, where design becomes you. Back from Minneapolis 911. I'm Melanie Nick with Hesley Ray. So this week alone, we had six people shot on Hennepin. We had a guy and a baby shot today. 
and we had a guy stabbed badly and a woman beaten badly on Hennepin. This is just in the last couple of days. So I was reading, especially the man and baby. So there's a man and a baby. And it's not his baby, I believe, dead right? after a South Minneapolis shooting. So I'm, I'm reading from Star Tribune. Baby boy and a 20-year-old man. They were shot and killed Sunday afternoon as they sat in the backseat of a parked car in South Minneapolis. But he was a drug user. Okay, so do you think this is like, like he just got released from prison. Do you think there's like an old debt that he had to pay or and something he, he was, and they came he, and got him? And his sister, somebody's family member said he was a you know 20-year heavy drug user and he, he was involved with a gang. Okay. They mentioned the gang's name. I forget the name of the gang. There's so many gangs now here now, I don't even know their names. Just, I hear a new one every day. There's splinter gang after splinter gang after splinter gang because we have no gang task force in Minneapolis, by the way. Um, so it's th- so sad. I don't... A baby, you know, like this... Well, like that's not the only one. There was, there was an adult like, and two children in their early teens and, and a female shot in a house that were all transported to Hennepin County Medical Center. There, there's a lot of stuff going on in Minneapolis right now. Mm. I mean, this was in a in Minneapolis apartment building Friday morning. Minneapolis spokesperson officer Corey Schmidt said... Tells Care 11 that squads were dispatched to the building at 5430 34th Avenue South at 7 a.m. Hmm. So, you know, th- th- most of our gunfire now is going on during the day, day it seems. Well, it's, it's scary. And I, I would say, too, like not to, not to isolate a certain area, but I guess a few months ago I would hear a lot of these stories coming out of North Minneapolis. Now I am seeing them crop up in South Minneapolis, and it does feel like it's kind of filtering through the rest of the city. Do you agree with that, or do you think it's still, like from what I've seen from ShotSpotter, it's still mostly um, saturated with the North Minneapolis, but I do think that it's, you know, like it's, uh, north, it's north, filtering through north, all the it's, it's going through the whole city. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, we had, we played that police clip, 50 shots fired at yeah, University right. yep. in U of M, and downtown's every night, yeah. every single night. I got to say this, because it's, it's, our city government's all gun against guns against guns, and they're always complaining about gunfire. But like I said earlier, who's the number one city for person-to-person muggings? I don't know. I mean, give yeah. me some options. Like, you had uh, L.A., Philadelphia. Yeah, Chicago, Philadelphia. If Los Angeles for Minneapolis. Yes, pick Chicago yeah, but first we, but and we then beat LA. Them, but we beat them. What? We do. We beat them on on muggings. On muggings? Yeah, on robbery. Yes. Okay. So street robberies. Street robberies. Minneapolis We're, is now the worst in the country, or what? Well, uh, we. I'll. I'll read you the exact. This yeah. is. This is. This is what from. This is from the Star Tribune, mm-hmm. which examined FBI statistics in in major cities. Robbery is especially common in Minneapolis with 459 incidents per 100,000 residents, the 10th highest rate in any American city. So we... We beat Philadelphia's better than us, Los Angeles better than us, and Chicago's better than us as far as street robbery goes. Wow. That is just fact, according to the FBI. No, not according to Minneapolis statistics. City City Pages uh, photo... Like, a little summary on the, their photo says, Criminals in Minneapolis punch you in the face be t- before taking your cell phone, cash, and bank card. They do. Where other cities, they just come up and give, give me your stuff. And I'd rather them just come up and say, give me your stuff. But here they hit. I don't want to be punched in the face. No, they don't just punch in the face. They come up and hit you in the head with a brick oh. or a rock, and they break your jaw. We have so many broken jaws and skull fractures in this city. It is Why insane. Why is that? Why don't they just say, give me your stuff? Because the, the, they, they're, they're the cowards, and they come up from behind you hitting you. But why brick. is it an epidemic? Like, why are there lots of those people little, here? Because they're little, they're young kids. 
They're 15 to 17 year olds who have no guts and they can't look you in the eye and do it. All right, let's listen to our dispatch calls. It was a hysterical female Malayan claiming that she was assaulted by two black men. They jumped into a green car and took off on the direction she's not cooperative. So this is a new trend that's been going on, and I've, I've heard more and more of it. People pull, you'll be walking in the street, and a car will pull up right next to you, and guys jump out and beat you up, steal your stuff, jump back in the car and take off. It's happening more and more and more. So, so this is it's like drive up and rob. Happens. Okay, and and this is happening at a certain point of the night, or just all times of the day. I've or, heard it at ten o'clock in the morning. I've heard two o'clock in the morning. So, what's the solution for drivers then in our city? Like, lock your doors? No, no, like no, 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 no. It's not drivers. It's people driving up to you as you're walking, what? jumping oh, out of their wait. car and oh. robbing you. Okay, I thought it was a driver and pedestrian. No, 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 no. Oh, you're walking. Everything. A car okay. pulls up. They jump out. They rob you. They jump back in their car and they take off. Okay, well that's too bad. So pedestrians should then take license plates down. They're, well, they're I don't not, know. They're, they're going to be stolen or fake plates. Really? Oh yeah. So there is there any solution there at yeah, all? Yeah, there is. It, the what solution is, is watch your surroundings. I walk in the shadow of buildings. Don't walk to, on the street side. <laughs> that sounds of the, so creepy. I walk in the shadows well, of buildings. Well, don't I'm saying don't walk on the LA. street side of the sidewalk. You know, don't look like a victim and don't be drunk. They 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 they. Mm. You know, predators you look for drunk people. I can't do yeah, it. You can't do that. I can't do it. I'm <laughs> sorry. All right, let's go on to the next call. Because our Logan, I have a car on the line saying he's in a blue Chevy Malibu pulled over at the intersection. Says he took some kind of drug via food. Doesn't know what it was or says he's tripping. <laughs> 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 so he took some type of drug in, in food. food. So it's brownies or a mushroom or. I told you that pot shit's bad. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. I think we, it's great. No, it's not. Okay, well, just And I'm telling you, that I bet, I bet you this guy ate some pot brownies or pot bars, and he's pot tripping. Pot bars. And I'm he was telling you. Tripping. I'm, Even the dispatcher, which I think you thought that was funny earlier, like, oh, dispatcher is like, he's tripping. He's tripping. <laughs> I'm I telling you, I told to you, I did that one hit of that pot, and I was... Not, I was not I did happy. that one hit of that pot, that old That's pot. bad stuff, man. Have you ever eaten an edible, though? I don't want to. Because you well, know why? Because you can't stop it. Once, you, once, once, you, once it starts taking effect, you can't stop it. It's like Pringles. No, you it's eat like, one it, and you just have to eat no, the whole it's thing. It's like doing acid. You, you're, just, you're stuck with it. I don't know that I've ever heard. Like, I've never been around anyone on acid, but... But I feel like maybe you're right. Like, if it's a delicious food, you know, you would just have, like, one bite. And be like, I'll have more. Yeah, he more, ate the more, whole more. thing. He and now he's it. calling yeah. 911 in his car. <laughs> We're inundated, inundated with heroin right now. Inundated. It's so bad here. And if you listen, like I do, to police dispatch and EMT dispatch, it's nonstop calls for people on heroin overdoses and people passed out and uh i have a police clip a line of police clip we're gonna listen to right now and then we're gonna go to our guest jason who jason is an addiction Wilson, specialist yeah. from uh we care minnesota. we care in minnesota mm-hmm. and we're gonna bring him on the line so let's let's listen to these clips real quick and we'll bring jason on 11 for one unconscious at Sanford hall 11 22 university avenue southeast room number 589 at 519 charlie at 58 minutes 
one who was intoxicated on the conscious, 814 13th Avenue, Southeast, in front of 308. 150th Avenue. He's going to be a female up to 90s, Xanax, has been drinking all sorts of oxygen, and is unconscious from that. Actually, to the Boone and Yukon Avenue, 10th page, 2147. Engine 6 in route with police and EMS are one unconscious. At 1300 Nicollet Mall, room 823 at the Hyatt, at 105th Delta, police are en route, not closed for yet, at 34 minutes. Engine 19, one unconscious, map 519 Echo, territorial hall, map 417, crash in map 519 Echo, 417 Washington Southeast on the fourth floor, University Police are also responding. Engine 7, police and EMS for a female who is OD'd on heroin, 21st and South 9th Street, at 307 Golf. Engine 7 with police and EMS, one who's OD on heroin, corner 21st and South 9th Street. So there's five ODs, and and I'm not kidding you, they were all within a half an hour of each other on dispatch Saturday night. That is terrifying. That's nothing. There's hundreds of them, hundreds of them a day. So uh, let's let's bring in Jason, and uh, we're going to talk about... Jason Walter with We Care Minnesota. Uh, We welcome you to the program tonight. Thank you for being on. You got it. How are you? We're good. We're good. Yeah, you got a good, good. connection. <laughs> yeah, I'm just we're good, just good. listening to these calls that have come through, and Nick has been uh, adamant for a long time that there's an epidemic going on in um, Minnesota and in the Twin Cities area of a lot of addiction. And um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. If you're seeing more activity with your center, or um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you guys do. Yeah, the last, well, so I work for uh, We Care Counseling out in Oakdale, Minnesota, um, and we're an outpatient facility. We do some family stuff and some one-on-one stuff, but we're outpatient chemical dependency treatment uh, primarily. Um, so I know there and at, at previous employers too, you know, you'll kind of see these trends with drugs coming and going. In the last couple of years, heroin's definitely been on the rise. Meth was kind of the, the main thing you were seeing coming through for, uh, you know, into the five years prior to that. Um, but yeah, heroin definitely is, it is on, on the, uh, on the ups right now and, and it definitely is a problem. So I, my question, I, I guess, is, do you think that, I mean, what do you think would prevent what's, I guess, the biggest reason why people wouldn't seek treatment? Do you think it's, it's that they don't know? Or do you think it's like, you know, they feel ashamed? Is it hidden? I, I guess I've heard that a lot of people are on heroin. I can tell you why people don't seek treatment because once you do it, you love it and you don't want to stop doing it. <laughs> but I mean, like, when, I mean, I, I that's an like easy <laughs> answer. It's great. That I tell everybody drugs are great for the first year. It's the biggest, I call them the biggest lie in life. They're the, you'll, you'll be superwoman or superman for a year and then everything turns to crap, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way yeah. it works. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I mean, the other part of it is that it's hard, you know? I mean, if you look at just the general population, most of us could use a diet, you know? Uh, many of us need to quit smoking, and, and I know um, as an addict, like, you know, you don't plan on dying. I didn't plan on going to jail. I didn't plan on overdosing. I didn't plan on these things. You're just waiting, you know, you'll get to it eventually is when you'll deal with the problem. But, you know, with, with some of these drugs, um, you know, I mean, especially the heroin, the potency varies so much. You know, these people, people aren't planning on ODing. In fact, a lot of these addicts use pretty much the same amount every time that they shoot up, you know. Right, and, and, and now, uh, which is where, now with fentanyl coming in, that's, that's, that's a problem, right, with fentanyl being mixed right, with right. heroin? 
Which, you know, that isn't necessarily a new deal. I mean, back in the 80s and 90s, people were, you know, uh, kind of fortifying their cocaine with other stuff to try to make it stronger, make it weaker, I suppose. And so the, the potency varied. But with heroin, the, you know, the OD rates are so much higher because they're using some of this um, prescription stuff, especially the fentanyl. And so, you know, you might shoot up the same amount, but what you had yesterday and what you have tomorrow varies greatly. And I know even just within the heroin community, and, and maybe you'll know this, Nick, but once there's a, a big outbreak of overdoses, a lot of the junkies in the area but they want are that hoping they, to, yeah they yeah, want that they search it. it they search yeah. that heroin down yeah you know and they'll they'll back off their dose a little bit but you know to a to an average person that sounds crazy and and maybe it is crazy but you know in that community that's 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 just how it goes i seem to know more functional heroin addicts than any other kind of drug though like a lot of the people that i know that are doing heroin they're functional addicts they go to work every day yeah, you wouldn't really know with a lot of these guys. I mean, once you first bang, you'll not know for a little while, you know. But a lot of these people, after that, you know, you, you, in the last week or so, you've seen these pictures on the news of people that are passed out in their cars. And, you know, that might be the, you know, the first 20 minutes or something. But after that, they're driving away. And yeah, they're normal. Yeah. And so, I, know a girl, yeah. I know a girl who just, and I would never guess in a million years. I said this on, the, I think, our previous show. Mm-hmm. I would never guess in a million years she was a heroin user. And she just, she died. She was in her 30s and like so that had to be drug related and i find out sure enough fentanyl overdose yeah i mean if, if you turn your ankle on the way out of the show tonight and you go to the doctor they're probably going to prescribe you an opiate they'll give you a vicodin or percocet or something and so and this doesn't matter what kind of person you are this is just protocol within you know the medical community and and a lot of us it doesn't take much to take hold you can be taking it as prescribed and and then you turn around when you're out and your brain starts wanting more dining choice that's bank restaurant in downtown minneapolis housed in a beautifully restored circa 1900 bank building it's the perfect place for a casual breakfast lunch or dinner featuring modern american dining where fresh local ingredients combine with a historic yet revitalized setting for a truly unique dining experience a four-star surrounding with a casual price whether it's a power lunch lunch with your girls or romantic dinner bank restaurant is a lively and effervescent new way to dine. Don't forget to check out the Gold Bar for exotic drinks or the adventure of the extensive wine vault. All the more for you to enjoy a casual lunch or a night on the town. Bank Restaurant at 88 South 6th Street in downtown Minneapolis. Call 612-656-3255 for reservations. That's 612-656-3255. Or go to this station's website, Bank, where four stars meets casual dining. Forty years ago, owner Gene Dubois and his friends sat on his granny's front porch step and discussed cars. Matchbox cars. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. Yeah, this one is perfect. And 40 years later, they're still discussing cars. Only now, the cars have grown a little. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. See? This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. And this one? Yeah, that one's perfect. How about this one? 
Fact is, anyone can sell cars, but to sell quality, inspected cars, you have to know what a quality, dependable car looks like. And when you've got Gene and his team and all that experience, you can't help but win. Star Auto and Truck Sales not only sells you the car, you also get friendly customer service and no-hassle shopping. And because these are hand-picked, quality, mechanically fit cars and trucks, just like on Granny's porch 40 years ago, you get honest value. Something hard to find in today's world. Star Auto and Truck Sales at StarAutoAndTruck.com. Look down the street. It's a car. It's it's a truck. No, it's Super Shuttle. Super Shuttle, the blue and yellow vans that pick you up from your office or home. Super Shuttle to the airport, corporate office, or a night on the town. Super Shuttle picks you up and takes you there. No more hassling with luggage or airport parking. Eliminate the expense of taxis, the traffic jam, or that creepy guy on the bus. Call Super Shuttle today. 1-800-BLUE-VAN. That's 1-800-BLUE-VAN. Super Shuttle will pick you up and take you there. It's Minneapolis 911. I'm Ellie Nick, back with my co-host, Hesley Ray. And uh, we were just talking about car-to-car shootings this episode. And we were talking about a lot of, uh, a lot of shootings. crime going on. And, and uh, what I, ha- I actually have the police clip from the university shooting, University Avenue shooting, which is a couple blocks from where we are right now. So it's University in 27th, uh, from what I heard, and yep. and it it was horrifying. So, I mean, so well, that just, just it's happened. Scary. It's just scary because they're shooting from car to car. So anybody who's driving down that street or walking down that street, I mean, I mean, and then the day before they were shooting it car to car and the fire truck made the turn and the fire truck took a bunch of rounds. So that's just can't, that can't be happening in our city. And from what I heard when we were talking about this particular call, which we will listen to in just a moment, um, is that, that this is not new like this is no, one example of many it, that you're it, hearing it, it, it happens every day it just it will never get reported on any news station or any newspaper unless somebody's hit all so right let's play that clip the shooting clip multiple shots fired at the intersection of university and, and uh, 27 and uh an suv go uh south high rate of speed i couldn't really get a description um and then another uh just a regular sedan went uh westbound on university high rate of speed uh, fired 25 rounds so i think they were probably shooting back and forth at each other copy response to the area university 27 southeast southbound a sedan rescue westbound high rate of speed approximately 20 shots do you get any calls on the shots yet? Affirmative. Uh, we've had two so far from uh, the area 26 and University. Okay, I'm going to go look for a C. Copy. And 1834 is writing on scene as well. I got uh, U of M PD showing up here. I'll just advise them that it was uh, just on uh, the north side of University. I was outside at the time. It was definitely right there where they were firing at each other. They're all kind of going down the road away. Eighteen thirty four shots fired location. Probably twenty fifth, uh university. Multiple shots. Everybody's scattering. Twenty fifth university, multiple shots. Everybody's scattering. Well, we just spoke with one of the U of M officers saying that look for black four season. Uh we got one here on ninety four, they're facing westbound, Minnesota nine one one, Union John Davis. Uh, 
Stop you at this first scene here. Uh, it looks like I got nine millimeter casings. And just for officers' info, we recovered now two guns out of this car, and there was three occupants. So that that is an unbelievable chain of events that you have two cars shooting multiple 25 rounds per car at two different intersections right in the in the college in the u of m and you'll never you you will never hear this on the news never you can look it up on any news station that's direct right from mpd dispatch you can't deny you can't lie about you can't say it didn't happen it's right there i mean you could lie about it if you wanted but i mean this we just listened to the call and and, that is what it is yeah and, and you know what this is what's going on in the city of Minneapolis. Like it or not, this is what's going on in the city of Minneapolis. And if, if somebody doesn't start doing something about it, it's just going to keep getting worse. It's not going to stop. Trust me. I've been in cities. I've seen this movie before. It does not end well. It grows fast. We're going to do my fun fact. Oh, yeah. Let's do your fun fact. Yeah, I want to do my fun no, fact early today. I'm going to do right. it early. Let's do it now. So, do you know what Minneapolis means? Yes. What? Laughing Waters. Uh, no, close. that's Minnehaha. It's um, city, oh, you're, you're, laughing city? No. <laughs> it is a laughable city, but. <laughs> I am laughing. I think I our city count, Our means, city council's laughable anyway. <laughs> Minnehaha means laughing waters. So, Minneapolis means city of water it's waterfall city but, oh, but let me, i was so close okay, but that's I was so close the, let's okay, give so, me so, this moment okay so it's called waterfall city only because of one reason minnehaha falls no guess again water st anthony means st anthony Dang falls it. and so so but he, never he, here, here's the fact though so st anthony falls was is the highest waterfall in the mississippi river and that source of power really yeah Oh, that source of power in the early days was for you used for industry mostly in the beginning for forestry for cutting wood for lumber for mm-hmm. lumber for lumber business. I like to cut which, a lot which, of wood. Which which <laughs> yeah, which, <laughs> which that's why the lumber exchange building was there because they traded lumber. So the sawmills were powered by that waterfall, but then other industries started wanting in, like like. Uh, 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 machine, uh, railroad machinery shop, mills for cotton, paper, and and uh, planing wood, and then the flower business all wanted in the waterfalls. So so many people lost limbs Aww. in the business that we had more prosthetic limb companies in the city of Minneapolis than the rest of the country. Oh, that's so great and sad. The cover of the Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal was Crimes Down But Nobody Told Hennepin. And that's the cover. No and, one told Hannibal. And they mentioned they ta- they mentioned my name in the story, which I was expecting. They're like, "L.A. Nick, what a squeaky wheel!" Jeez. <laughs> no, no, but they they they, they call me a, a vocal a vocal voice against how the I city. I thought you were gonna say Vulcan. A vocal like, a vocal voice on how the city handles crime. They also mentioned the call that me and Jacob Fry had at four in the morning with oh, the police yeah? commander. I bet he was happy about that. So Thursday at 1 p.m., a bar back was going to seven. He got off Mayo Clinic bus stop, and okay. there was a guy beating a woman, like beating her in the in face. In the day? And at one o'clock, he was punching her in the face. She was on the ground. Jeez. And he grabbed his arm, and the guy stood up and cut and had a knife, and he cut him really bad, like so bad that he couldn't even get stitches. He had to get staples. Ooh. So I, you know, 
course, called Jacob Pride. You called Pride. your friend Jakey? Well, that's his mm-hmm. side. It's it's his ward. That's his ward. I got to give the guy credit, man. He came right down. Oh, he like actually left his office and came down there? I, no, it was pouring down rain. He <laughs> came on a bicycle. <laughs> what? It was pouring rain, man. I'm sorry. Okay. Pouring. Did he have one of those headbands with an umbrella on it? You no, know that. He oh. did not. He was in a suit, and it was wow. pouring down rain. He just jumped on his bike. So, and he was like, "Ellie Nick called. I'm on the." So and he and he told me he came down there a couple days before and walked two blocks and saw mul- like literally multiple fights in two blocks. And and that's how what bad is Hennepin is. On? Hennepin's just a, a disaster. So. I was supposed to actually have a guest today on the sh- on our show, but he died a, a, on Hennepin. A gang member. Just kidding. Sorry. That a gang member was supposed to be on our show today who was flaked. And flaked. What it, does that mean? Didn't show up. Oh, he was. You okay? So when you say like he flaked out, that makes sense. But you're like he was flaked. No, he flaked. Okay, he flaked. Well, that's not surprising. <laughs> He's a drug dealer. He has you know drugs to sell. But he he really was excited to be on the show. He, he was so excited. So until I he didn't I, come in, here. I introduced him. <laughs> I introduced him to Councilmember Jacob Fry. Oh, good. And they, they had a so now Jacob chit. Fry can you know they, they had a little chat. And they had a little. He said you know where mm-hmm. where he sells soft and where he sells hard. Oh, it's in because uh, I thought like the rules where you should never tell. I mean, never tell the cops, but we're not cops. I see. So, so yeah. So he told us. He told us everything. You know, it's like, oh yeah, so soft down there, and mm-hmm. I saw hard over here, and yeah, that sounds like I don't know, kind of sexual. Like he's soft down there, <laughs> hard over there. No, it's not. No, What's it's, really exciting no. to him is so not anyway, coming to the show. Apparently, anyway, I, you got to give you got to give Jacob Fry credit for riding a bicycle in the pouring rain. People come to me all the time and say, I listen to your show every week. It's and awesome. Keep it up, and we yeah. love it, and yep. you're and making a difference. Keep- and we know we are making a difference. Just look at these newspapers. Look at these headlines that yep. we're getting. We're getting headlines saying this exists. Before we came, nobody said anything about anything. Right. So, And, and that's why the, you know, the Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal is the totem pole of newspapers in Minneapolis. They they. Everybody, they break stories. They only do breaking stories, and everybody takes their stories and right, reprints them. It from there. So, mm-hmm. if, you know, for them to say, you know, that I'm a, a vocal voice yeah. against the city of how they deal with crime, I'm proud of that, and I'm proud of what we have accomplished with this show, and I'm proud that we've made that we we've had a force. Disappointed that we had to force our city government to to make to take action, and they still haven't really taken any real action yet. But they, I, there it's is gaining momentum though. Uh, Oh, and yeah. The owners of Seven did call me yesterday or text me yesterday and said there was cop cars parked on the sidewalk across the street and they had a lot of cops in, in the area all day and, and all night. So that's what we want. We, yep. you know, and, and yeah, I think that change is slowly happening. Um, but it, it does take each one of these individual listeners that don't miss the show because the more that they listen, the more that these people look at it as credible. I, I, and that's how you're getting into I the paper. It, so it, we, need, we need our individual listeners. Yes, we need everybody's yes. support. We need everybody to back us up and make. You're this, helping this because occur, wherever yeah. wherever you are, whatever what's going on here will come will come your way. It's like it's like a disease. It's a ripple effect of disaster. It's like a disease. Mm-hmm. It it just keeps spreading. And and I think in, for us for Minneapolis people until we have a bye bye Betsy party, I don't think that we'll be in the clear. Let's be a positive force. If you have an idea. Mm-hmm. 
about how to fix some of our problems. We do this because we love Minneapolis, exactly. not because we hate, we're no, against it. So. We love it and we want it to be better and I believe that we can do it together. We want so. to, I want to make it a walkable city again. I do where too. Where you can walk around. I want to walk around, kind of. I, mean, I love walking. I used tired. to love walking around downtown. Well, please go to Minneapolis911.com, visit Nick and I on our respective pages, um, and listen to the show. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. See you next week. We'll be back next week with more Minneapolis 911. You have been listening to Minneapolis 911 with L.A. Nick and Hesley Ray. Join us and download a new show every Wednesday at 9 a.m. on the Tom Bernard Network and at Minneapolis911.com. For further information on today's and past shows, go to Minneapolis911.com. Minneapolis 911, post-production provided by Dave Stupin and Todd Zabel. This show is a Robert W. Morgan production. I'm Casey Moo. Thank you for joining us on Minneapolis 911.